Acts 28, 23. And it says, and when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him and to his lodging to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus, both out of the law of Moses and out of the prophets from morning till evening. No matter if you're in the Old Testament or the New Testament, you can still preach Jesus. And some believed the things which were spoken and some believed not. My friend, if you think you're going to convince everybody, I want, I want you to understand that some just will not be convinced. But we thank the Lord for those that are convinced. <clears throat> and when they had, and when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. We spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and seeing you shall see and not perceive for the heart of this people is waxed gross and their ears are dull of the hearing and their eyes have they closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and should be converted I should heal them and I should heal, heal them be it known, therefore, unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear, they'll hear it. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence, no man forbidding him. This is the very last chapter of the book of Acts. This is the very last words of the book of Acts. I'm going to preach today on this subject that is simply the continuation. The continuation. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your spirit that we have felt. Thank you, Lord God, for strengthening and encouraging and confirming to our dear sister Lupe God I speak life into her heart into her home into her husband God I pray in the name of Jesus that you will be with us even right now help us oh God this is your church we are your people these are your sheep I'm your vessel help me Lord to speak every word that is intended I pray that my flesh will not get in the way in Jesus name we pray if you're ready to preach with me clap your hands unto the Lord <laughs> amen you may be seated. You know, from last Sunday morning to last Sunday evening, even during our Wednesday Bible class, there has been a continuation of the wonderful presence of God Almighty. That is what you feel right now, is the presence of God Almighty. I thank the Lord for the continuation of his presence. It's been because of your worship. It's been because of your response. It's been because of your prayers. 
The scripture says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much. And at the end of every service, no matter what service it is, I always give people an opportunity to respond. At the end of every service, I give people a chance to step out in the aisle, come down to the front, step out in the aisle closest to you, even in your very seat. I give people the opportunity to respond. Because it is in those moments of response, and especially here lately, we have felt a tug of the Holy Ghost, a tug of his spirit, and we have people that have refused to leave. And today will be no different. I will give people an opportunity to respond to the word of God. That is why we have altar calls. There are many churches in this city that you will go through a service. They will have everyone stand and just simply pray a prayer of dismissal. They won't give anyone an opportunity on a consistent basis to respond to the word. Because in any church service, the most important thing is the preached word. And then after the preached word, it is the altar call or the response to the preached word. You can read throughout scripture where people's lives were changed, people's lives were altered, people were baptized, people repented. There was no worship. There was no singing. All of those things lead up to what you are hearing right now. It's so that your heart can be ready to receive what God is speaking through the man of God. So that you can have an open heart for the seed to drop down into good ground so that it can bring forth the fruit that God intends to manifest. It is up to you and I then to respond to what we receive. And one thing you must understand, whether a person responds or not, we're still held accountable to what we have heard. And that's why the scripture highlights and lets us know the day you hear my voice, please do not harden your heart. Because you've heard the word, now it's up to you to receive the word and then to respond to the word because I just don't want to be a hearer only but I want to be a doer of God's word and so today you're going to have another opportunity to respond and one thing that I want to give you all great praise for is that your response has been extended meaning you're not just here saying well it's about that time let me go ahead and leave out this place but those of you it may be a few right now that have stayed around we have felt the presence of an almighty God and there's been people that's been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost for the very first time there's been people here that's been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ having their sins washed away there's been tongues interpretation of tongues there's been a presence of an almighty God that I'm telling you people are hungry for and I'm preaching to people here today that if you're hungry for the presence of God I challenge you to just linger around don't just walk out of here and go to the coffee bar saying I need another cup of coffee but Lord 
fill my cup with what things belong to you because I want more of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God is able to give you more than what a coffee bar can give you. God is able to give you more than what Starbucks can give you. God is able to give you more than what anybody in this world can offer you. The things that you're hungry for, I'm telling you, is present in the house today. And I'm telling you, there is a spirit of continuation uh, because we haven't ended a service we've just been continuing a service uh, Sunday night just flowed right from Sunday morning uh, and then on Wednesday there was just a few of us here in the house of God but boy I teach the simple lesson uh, and then God just moved in this place and people began to respond I'm telling you Wednesday night was like a Sunday night service uh, I mean people lifted their hands and lifted their voice why because people are hungry now let me say this very quickly because we are living in the last days we know that we understand that I don't have to drill on that but you must understand there are two things happening during the last days that there will be people that the love of many will wax cold that's scripture and then there's going to be a people that are hungry and thirsting after righteousness and they shall be filled so as the last day is here and the hours are drawn near when that clock is going to hit if I can use that symbolically we need to understand there are two shifts that are happening there are people that are going down waxing cold and then there are people that are rising up wanting more so my question today is is which side are you on Because you're nowhere in the middle. Matter of fact, that's the worst place to be. Because the Bible says, I wish you whether it be hot or cold. But because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I'm trying to tell somebody there are people here under the sound of my voice that are on this side saying, I want more. I want more and more and more. And if you came here for a continuation, then you're in the right place at the right time. Because I'm telling you, God's presence has been full in this house and if you want more of him I challenge you lift your hands right now and say Lord I want more hallelujah in the name of Jesus it is important because I'm going to extend the invitation of continuation today I'm going to say that one more time I'm going to extend the invitation of continuation today I wish I would have thought of this about a couple weeks ago when this message came to my mind I would have sent out invitations in the mailbox you would have seen some in the mail say there's an invitation for a continuation at Star City Church that if you want to continue to feel the presence of God it's right here right now now I'm telling you I'm extending it right here right now there's going to be some that's going to refuse we just read it in scripture but there's going to be some that says I want it and I'm going to rejoice over the some that say I want that preacher because I'm not just going through life ordinary anymore I can see the signs of the time I can see the day we're living in and I'm not promised tomorrow so therefore if I'm not promised tomorrow I'm going to do today what God is calling for out of me and he's looking for people that are hungry for more of Jesus Christ 
Second Chronicles 7 puts it this way. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the house. That is what we want. We want the glory of the Lord to fill this place. But there is a role that you and I must have in order for the glory to fall. They had to bring offering and they had to bring sacrifice. So you can't bring your attitude in here and want the glory of the Lord to fall in your life. You must bring offering and you must bring your sacrifice. Because if we want the fire to fall, then we have to give something to God that causes the fire to fall. We can't just walk in here with our ideology and the things that we want to do and go through motions, check a box and say, well, I went to church today and expect the fire to fall. We have to come in here and say, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, do it. Whatever you want to do in my life, do it. I'm bringing myself, I'm presenting my life a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, O Lord. I'm putting my body on the altar, if you will. Let me educate everyone here just for a moment that every day we ought to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Presenting your body a living sacrifice is not a one-time thing. It is a daily thing. Remember, if you didn't hear my message on last Sunday night, I want you to go back and listen to it. It's called Salvation Essentials. And what I'm talking about is, is that salvation is a journey. Too many people do one thing or two things and then they stop on their salvation walk. They think everything's okay. I'm saved. I'm all right. I believe in Jesus. Therefore, I'm going to heaven. My friend, you need to read your Bible. The Bible does not say that. The Bible instructs us to continue on in our journey in Jesus Christ. That's why the scripture highlights and says that he that endures into the end shall be saved. I don't know about you, but I haven't made it to the end yet. I'm, I'm thinking, well, y'all may not be happy about that, but I'm happy about that. I haven't made it to the end. That means God hasn't taken my life and the rapture hasn't taken place yet. But I still got to live every single day. And while I'm living, I'm putting my body on the altar saying, Lord, purify me. Lord, work on me. Lord, help me so that the fire will fall. So we must do those things in order for the fire to fall and his glory to fill this house. And that's what I want today. I want the glory of the Lord to fill this place. I want that continuation of the glory of the Lord. I want you to take notice here. I want to teach here just for a moment because there's 66 books in the Bible. Well, of those 66, 65 of them have an ending. If you study your Bible, you will notice that 65 of the 66 books have an ending. Now, I'm not going to go through every 65 of those to prove to you that it has an ending. You're just either going to have to take my word or better yet, go home and look at it for yourself. But I would like to show you a couple examples here, okay? So if you go to Matthew chapter number 28, it is considered here the first book of the New Testament, even though that we know Matthew 1-1 was not the beginning of the New Testament. I can tell on that maybe another time but in Matthew 1 1 it opens up the New Testament but now we go all the way it deals with all the things the genealogy of Jesus Christ and it goes through all the life of Jesus Christ the death burial and resurrection and then we get to the very last book the very last excuse me chapter and verse and it says teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you and lo I am with you always even until the end of the world and he ends it by saying amen 
And now we can go to the book of Mark. If you go to the book of Mark, another book in the gospel here, it opens up and it talks about all the different miracles and things that Jesus did. And the book of Mark is a wonderful book if you want to read on miracles that Jesus did. There's not more recorded than any other gospel than in the book of Mark. But it goes all the way to chapter number 16, verse number 20. And it says, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. And then it ends the story by saying amen and then we can go to the book of Luke Luke, Luke is a physician uh, he's very detailed if you enjoy detail read the book of Luke he gives great detail Luke is also the writer of Acts as well and then Luke continues on and he goes all the way to the very end the last chapter the very last verse and it says here and we're continually in the temple praising and blessing God and he ends it by saying amen and then we can go to the book of John you can go to the book of John John the revelator and John gives you the deity of Jesus Christ giving you the understanding that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh he understands and gives people the understanding by revelation that there's only one true living God there's just not multiple gods there's not three gods that that join together as one that act as one uh, but there's only one holy and true God and then we come down to John chapter number 21 verse number 25 it says and there are also many other things which Jesus did the which if they should be written every one I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written and he ends it by saying amen hallelujah uh, and then it goes on we can jump all the way to revelations I'll give you one more example but you can start all the way in the book of Genesis uh, and you will see because 65 of the 66 books have an ending and all the way in revelations uh, John here the revelator writing here the very last chapter the very last verse of the book of the Bible it says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all and let the church say amen every single book of the bible has an ending except for one there's only one book of the bible that does not have an ending and we just read it in the book of acts chapter number 28 we just read the last few verses of the bible and it does not end it just seems like it comes just just a quick abrupt stopped our opening text speaks of the apostle paul preaching to the jews and the Jews rejecting his message concerning Jesus Christ and says this was prophesied that you would reject this message that's why the salvation of God is now available to the Gentiles then there's just an abrupt stop there is no ending it just stops because it was never meant to end it was meant for continuation and that continuation my friend is you and I. It was never supposed to stop because the book of Acts means the actions of the apostles. And you and I, my friend, that's why we refer ourselves to as apostolic because we are continuing the acts of the apostles. That the same power that was poured out on the day of Pentecost to about 120 of them is the same power that has been poured out into our lives. So the same signs and miracles and wonders that happen in the days of the apostles is happening right here at Star City Church through the lives of you and I. So I still preach healing because healing is still possible. I still preach deliverance because deliverance is still possible. I still preach the same things that the apostles did because it has not stopped. 
It is meant for a continuation. That's why the scripture says in John 14 and 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. Everyone say continuation. If you believe on him, then we will do greater works. Mark 16, verse number 17 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. He says, In my name they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. It goes on to say, They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Because it was never supposed to stop. It's supposed to be a continuation. And so the Bible says in Acts chapter number 2, starting at verse number 17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Has anybody received the spirit of God upon your life? Because it's supposed to be a continuation. He's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And the Bible says in verse number 21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then the Bible says in verse number 38, then Peter said unto them, hey, you got to repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But he doesn't stop there because it's supposed to be a continuation. He says, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all. Somebody say all. That includes you and I. To all that are far off, even as many as our Lord God shall call. Because the Holy Ghost was never supposed to stop in the book of Acts. But the Holy Ghost is a continuation. Hallelujah. And the signs following was never supposed to stop. That's why we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We can cast out devils and they've got to flee at the name of Jesus Christ. We can walk with authority and dominion because it was never supposed to stop. It's supposed to continue. And if there's any preacher out there that's saying this only for the book of Acts, that is a lie. It is a lie from the devil. I'm telling you, we have authority. We have power and we have dominion in the name of Jesus hallelujah well keep on proving it preacher okay I will well in Acts 2 let's stay in Acts 2 verse number 41 it says and then they that gladly receive the word were baptized those that gladly receive the word that's why I keep preaching be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that's why I keep preaching repent of your sins that's why I keep preaching be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost I don't worry about those that walk out of here saying man that church is crazy that preacher's crazy he don't know what he's talking about I know exactly what I'm talking about because it's not my words it's God's words and if God's well y'all getting me too excited in here it's God's words and if God says I can be healed then I can be healed if God says I can be set free I can be set free if God says I can be delivered I can be delivered and if God said the Holy Ghost is available then it's available for every man, woman, boy, and girl. Clap your hands unto the Lord and magnify him just for a moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, 
let me get back to reading the Bible. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day, someone say the same day. The same day, not one, not two, not three, but the Bible says about 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls was added unto them. But there's a continuation. They didn't stop. They just didn't go back home. They didn't say, oh, well, that's it. That's enough. We're done. Did what I needed to do. Nope. Verse number 42. That's why I like Bible. You see this? Because the Bible proves my points. Thank, I was waiting on somebody to say amen. Thank you. I got one. Okay, I, I got a real loud amen. Praise God. Let's do that again. Save it for a moment when I'm really preaching good. It says, and they continued. Continuation. It didn't stop. They continue steadfastly, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. So they just didn't continue anyway. They continued the apostle way. Yes. It didn't say they continue my way. It didn't say they started a denomination. It, That's what we've done. That's what man has done. Man has started denominations because they don't like it the apostles' way, so they're going to start it their way and do what they want to do, but I want to do what the Bible says to do. My God, my God. If the apostles said repent, we're going to repent. If the apostles said be baptized, we're going to be baptized. If the apostles said get filled with the Holy Ghost, we're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they continue steadfast. That means they was unmovable. You're not getting me off of this. You're not swaying me off of this. So don't let a lying spirit come and tell you that what God is doing with you is a lie and you didn't need to do all that. Some preacher will come tell you, oh, you don't need to do all that. You don't need to be baptized. You don't need God's spirit. What do you mean you don't need God's spirit? Then how are you living? Who's directing you? If it's not God, it's you. Uh-huh. And people don't want to hear a preacher say, if it's not God, it's the devil then. Yeah, then they get all upset and up in arms. You think I'm possessed by the devil? Yeah, just by the way you said that, you possessed by the devil then. Because we need the Holy Ghost in us to lead us and guide us and direct us. Because we need that quickening spirit. The Bible says that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that's going to quicken our mortal bodies. So that when Jesus appears in the sky, the dead in Christ that had the spirit in him rise first and then we that are alive and remain shall be caught up in the air to meet them together forever be with the Lord they continued steadfastly unmovable in God's doctrine preacher don't say that who taught the apostles? Jesus Christ's doctrine. What he told them to do. How he instructed them to do it. That's what they continued in. Not their own ways. Not their own thoughts. 
And they also fellowshiped. They broke bread. Everybody say amen on that one. Praise God. Can I get everyone to say amen on the next one? And in prayer. They continued in it. Why? Because they were trying to teach people it doesn't stop here. It's a continuation. Every day I wake up, I want to wake up with the apostles' doctrine. I want to continue in this thing. So when I wake up, I just don't thank him for life, health, and strength. Hear me, hear me, hear me. I don't just thank him for life, health, and strength. You ought to do that. I don't just thank him for food, clothing, and shelter. You ought to do that. But I also thank him for giving me an opportunity to repent of my sins. Every, thank you, Lord, for giving me one more day because there's some of us in here. I'm afraid, but I'm going to say it because I believe the Holy Ghost is with me right now. There's some of us in here that's still sleeping on past sins that are unrepented and you need to get that right. You need to make sure that you don't wake up tomorrow with the same sins that you've been sleeping on, hoping that God will overlook it. Oh, no, my friend, your spouse may overlook it. Your neighbor may overlook it. Who you did it against may be overlooked. It, but God does not overlook it so we need to thank God God you gave me one more day to say Lord forgive me Lord change me Lord make help me to make it right my God my God because that's a part of the apostles doctrine well nobody got up and ran on that one okay but it's true preaching It never stopped. It continued. And I'm telling you, church, what's been happening here at SCC, I'm speaking it right now. It's not going to stop, but it's just going to continue. I'm telling you, I enjoy coming to a church that's lively. I enjoy coming to a church that's ready to receive more of God because it's not about a show. It's not about who's here, who's not here. It's all about I know God's going to be there, and I don't want God to feel unwell in his own house so if I'm going to God's house I want to receive more of God Hallelujah. now it hasn't happened yet notice I put the little yet on there semicolon if my, if my grammar's right it hasn't happened yet semicolon but I have not had someone come to my house and put me out Hasn't happened yet. They haven't just walked into my house and said, get out of here. Wait a minute. I think, I think my name is on the deed. I think my name is on, I think this is my house. You have to be careful because we don't want to come into God's house and put God out. Because we're all about this. We're all about what we want and, and how we want it to happen and what we want to do. I don't want to put him out. Not, a, not out of his own house. Uh -huh. But everyone should feel welcome in God's house. Everyone should, I'm going to say that again. Everyone should feel welcome in God's house. <laughs> now, if you don't want certain people over your house, that's between you and God. But in God's house, everybody is welcome here. Can I dig just a little bit deeper? I don't care how old they are. I don't care how young they are. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what 
background they come from because God's house reflects God. The world reflects Satan. And we're not going to reflect the world that has anti-Semitic statements and slurs and slogans and go against racism and prejudice. We come against that in the name of Jesus Christ. But we're going to stand for one God, one people, humankind, love all, treat all right. Because the church should represent the kingdom of God. And no matter who walks in the doors, no matter what background, no matter what history. Oh, okay. All right. Let me talk about this. Y'all know I'm done with those notes. Y'all know that, right? Y'all know when I get down here, it gets dangerous, okay? But I'm going to preach, okay? No matter what the history is. Ananias had that problem with Saul. Ananias told God, <laughs> listen to me now. He told God, I'm not talking to him. Jesus said, hey, I got a guy that's coming and he needs some direction. He needs some help. His name is Saul. He's of Tarsus. And I said, I'm not talking to him. He told Jesus that. <laughs> I wish I could have been there just to hear that conversation. Right? Because if Jesus is anything like my mama, do you know who you're talking to? Oh, forgive me, Sister Robinson. Thank you. But uh, he, I'm not talking to him. Jesus had to straighten him out. Say, whoa, whoa, whoa. What I've called, what, what, the, the, who, who, you, you need to understand, who, you, you don't worry about uh, what he has to suffer. I had to get my words together there. You don't worry about what he has to suffer for my name's sake. I'm going to take care of Saul. You just need to do what I'm telling you to do. Because I, I, I need you to help me so that I can propel him into what I'm calling him to do. And see, you just don't know who you're sitting around and sitting by that all you got to do is show them a little bit of love and it can propel them into what God is calling them into. But it can go the opposite way because if you don't show someone the love and the proper approach that you should be, it can also hurt them and diminish them to where they never want to come back anymore. Uh, can I still preach continuation? Uh, and, and, and so this is important because Ananias said, I'm not talking to him. And Jesus had to straighten him out and say, oh, no, my friend, he's called for my purpose. I'm going to use him greatly to reach the Gentile nation. So you don't worry about what all he need, what needs to happen, what should happen in his life. I'm going to take care of that. And the wonderful thing about it is, is that Ananias had a change of heart. He had a change of spirit. Why do you know that? Because as you read the story, and when Saul came into Ananias' house, the first two words out of his mouth were simply brother Saul hallelujah see when you can treat people no matter their background no matter their criminal record no matter their drug record no matter their history no oh my god my god no matter what it is when you can look at somebody and say hey my brother hey my sister oh can I preach this thing brother Dwayne because it doesn't matter where you been it's about where God is taking you and if you walked into the house of God then God must be dealing with you in order to take you to another level 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God. I'm so glad somebody didn't reject me. I'm so glad somebody didn't turn away me. I'm so glad somebody didn't push me away. I'm so glad somebody loved me. I'm so glad somebody held my arm. I'm so glad somebody called me and said, don't give up, brother. Don't quit, brother. It's going to be okay, brother. And now I can stand here today and tell somebody, don't give up. Don't quit. If God did it for me, he can do it for you. So this preacher, this pastor, this church, uh uh-huh, I'm speaking on behalf of this church. This church, we don't care where you come from, what you did before, and what kind of criminal record you got, and how long it is, and if a cop met you outside, they would want to take you in handcuffs. We don't care about that because we serve a God that's able to change it all. I feel a quickening right now. See, the world will hold you bound by your past when a God came to set you free from your past. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. So the world can hold you down, but Jesus said, I've come to set you free. I've come that you may be liberated. I come that you might have life. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord. Sixty-five books ending. Genesis, you, you can check me. Genesis all the way to Revelations. All 65 have an ending. Except one book. It's one book in the entire Bible. It was never supposed to stop. It was a continuation. That's why there's just an abrupt boop. So what happened to Paul? Where, where, it just ends. He, he's just at home in a rented house. House arrest. No, that's a true statement. Yes. He was on house arrest. That's, that's what he was. He was on house arrest. Amen. He stayed there two years, and it's like, okay, what happened to Paul then? Because the Lord didn't want there to be a stop of Acts, because he didn't want his church to stop. He said there is no, what what is that, Acts 28? What's Acts 28, right? Come on, somebody look at me, Acts 28. He he said Acts 29 is you. You want to know where Acts 29 is? You're looking at it right here. We're Acts 29. We're the continuation. He that believeth on me, do you still believe on him? He that believeth on me, do you still believe on him? Do you believe that God is able to do all things? Well, we're Acts 29. We are the continuation of what God wants to do. And I'm going to tell somebody here right now that if you want more of this continuation, it's available today. That God, the apostles' doctrine, listen to me now, the apostles' doctrine, not Eddie Robinson's doctrine. That's why I don't preach denominations in here. Not, not, my, not my doctrine. Not some theolo- uh, uh, theologian's doctrine. Not some seminary school's doctrine. The apostles' doctrine. The doctrine that came from Jesus Christ. That is what must continue. 
we continue in that. So we continue to pray. We continue to fellowship. We continue to break bread. We continue to repent. We continue to be baptized in his name. We continue to be filled with his spirit. We continue to live a holy life. We continue to live separate from the world. We continue every day to present our bodies a living sacrifice because it's supposed to continue. And if you want the continuation here, come on, let's stand to our feet just for a moment. Stand to your feet, lift your hands right now. We're just going to take a moment and pray and say, God, help me that I will have continuation.